Welcome back, guys, to the Lazy Sunday edition of the Cousin Connection. Connection. Pot. Oh, my bad. My, oh, bad. my bad. My bad. My bad. Okay, okay. My, this is our 10th take. Okay. Welcome back, guys, to the Lazy Sunday edition of the Cousin Connection podcast. podcast. And the reason I say it's a Lazy Sunday edition is because we tired, okay? It's the Sunday. The itis has kicked in. Yeah, I, I had a wedding that we went to last night, or... I, I went to a wedding last night. Sorry, <laughs> uh, you know I didn't do anything, but I'm still tired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, we were we were both hungry. We literally just got some food right before, it, so we had a little bit of the itis, itis going through us as well. Oh, my voice almost cracked there too. I was screaming last night, man. Uh, Why you were having a no, time no, no, because no. like okay, I'm one of those guys who just sits on the side and tries to have like full on conversations while with people, the music is like blasting while the music is blasting yeah. and like it was so loud that it was like clipping a little bit oh at least next God. to us so oh and you were sitting next to this y- yeah so you couldn't move you couldn't go like i don't know i was too lazy to move man i didn't want anyone to see me because they're trying to pull you in they like put me in a couple i was like nah man i'm, I'm too my, my bones are too rickety now you know <laughs> i can't be doing this anymore you i can't I, do not, the heredity dad two step nah bro like even that <laughs> My knees were already done, you know. I had leg day the same day. It, it, it wasn't a good recipe, okay? Yeah, but like honestly, dancing at a Harari wedding is basically your cardio for the day. Yeah, well, like, well, it depends on like what you're. If you're doing two step, I feel like that doesn't even count. No, no, it counts towards have, my steps for sure. But that's <laughs> like okay, if you all the Harari people listening to this, mm-hmm. all the ones in North America, because I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. <laughs> but like you know when you have like Adam at the wedding yeah and he really caters to the younger audience yeah so he himself gets into the crowd and sings don't you remember like yeah. my brother's wedding oh uh, yeah but i feel like now with covid and everything because the okay, numbers yeah. are smaller as yeah, well yeah. oh how was that by the way like your first with COVID. first like it, it felt like normal i don't know if this is going to expose it too much but like <laughs> like um there is of course there was like the mask rule and everything like if you're sitting down mm-hmm. at your table you don't have to worry but when you're moving around put it on but then of course like it was up to your discretion of whether or not right. you're gonna follow that right and like you know of course people made that choice not to uh and i didn't really care like even for myself i kind of forgot a couple times mm-hmm. um but you can see like there were people who were a little bit more hesitant to kind of like jump in into the crowd or whatever so it wasn't like that big pile up that you're usually used to where oh, like nice everybody's though. like, yeah, it was sort of nice because it was a little bit more uh, uh, loose. So you're not like kind of being pushed up on anyone. And more and spaced the, out like yeah, dance floor. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. because it was like the numbers were limited, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have like 500 people trying to stand on one like like four foot square circle. <laughs> <laughs> square circle? <laughs> I mean, sorry. Four foot square dance, dance floor. floor or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So... um that was nice not having to be like pressed up against a thousand people. That's I just, how I felt too. just go up every time. <laughs> I went to um, my friend's wedding last mm-hmm. September. Yeah. And there was like maybe 30 people on the dance floor at mm-hmm. most. Really? Yeah. So we were like spaced out. Yeah. I mean, this was also like in 2020. So COVID was still pretty yeah. um, rampant. Yeah. I mean, it still is now too. Actually, no, like there was a point where it like died down where because we didn't have the variants back then either right so it yeah, wasn't this as was contagious exactly as it is now exactly mm-hmm. yeah so it was definitely when it wasn't like when things were open yeah um and it was so like so weird yeah i was like well i can see through the dance floor like i can literally see the other people on the side of the hall yeah and, but i think that's also because back then people were even more hesitant because no one had a vaccine at that point right yeah now we're talking about people who are fully vaccinated 
and like some of them already got it so they feel like me personally i feel like i'm more protected because i got it and i have two of the you feel a little invincible yeah mm. i do have that like invis- invincibility complex right now with the whole mm. vaccine thing like I'm, I'm probably taking more risks than i should and you know yeah, I don't know how I feel about you being in my house now. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm good. I, I washed my hands when I came in. You saw so, that. So did I. Exactly. Exactly. We're still staying clean here, guys. So before we even started the podcast, we were having an interesting conversation about like, um, what is it, tipping in a restaurant? And we have like an in- we have an interesting story that goes along. Do you want to tell it or should I tell it? I don't trust my memory, so I'm gonna go. Okay, I'll well, fill in the gaps if I remember. So so. Us and like a few there people. There was a big group of yeah, us. Yeah, it was a big group of us. We went to like an all you can eat sushi spot. I think it's like, should I say the name of the place? Yeah, it's fine. Should I? I, 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 no. I know. I'm going to put them out on blast like that. But we went to an all you can eat sushi spot and we were all like, you know, getting our food. But then we noticed that the server, the service was like trash. Like mm-hmm. they weren't paying attention to us. Everything was taking longer than it should have. We would, we would have everything written out for what we wanted and we'd have to wait like 10, 15 minutes for it to even come. More or for them, that. someone to come and pick it up so we can wait to get the order. And just in general, it wasn't good service, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end, we were like, you know, that's when you get the bill and everything. And you, and you start to, uh, you have to make that choice of like, should I give tip or not? Yeah. And like, I think everybody had an individual bill. Yeah, says, we did. Yeah, we all had individual bills. But a majority of us chose to not tip. give give any tip. I gave a little bit of a tip because like... We'll get into why, but mm. essentially because the majority of us didn't give the tip, the the servers literally came up to us <laughs> and called us out on there before we left. We were like all walking out the door mm-hmm. and they came up to a couple of us, a couple, a few of us and we're like, where's the tip guys? Like you guys should have tipped. Why didn't you tip? Like literally pointing at the bill, like in our, in their hand, they're like, why didn't you tip over here? It doesn't show you guys tip. Mm-hmm. And like, it was an awkward interaction. They're like, everybody's like, what? Some of us just continued walking out and turn around is like i don't know if did someone even explain i think we said like the service wasn't good i, I think I, I remember that i'm pretty sure i said something because everyone else was walking i'm like that's kind of rude like they're asking us a question yeah so we're like we just weren't satisfied with your service exactly and and that brought up the question because for me i just feel like no matter what i, I in any situation i still give like if it's a restaurant situation i still give tip because at the end of the day, like you don't know what's going on with those people or what's going on uh, with the individual at that time. Like maybe they're going through a rough time and it's showing through their work. And I know you're making a face right now, and I know like you can say, but like I have know, a comeback. That's why I'm just letting you finish. Okay, I'm well, let you yeah, finish. okay. I'll, I'll I'll go off with my mine is then. Okay. So yeah. So no matter what, in any situation, I mm-hmm. usually give to, if it's a service situation. Mm-hmm. It's always maybe we can get into that too it's always weird whenever you see that we're given the machine mm-hmm. at like um a fast food not a fast food place but like one of those like uh non-chain stores but mm-hmm. it has a tip yeah for it and you're like taking something to go right yeah i never tip for those for those ones, i'm confused on like whether i should tip or not and like before i used to not tip for those ones but now with covid and everything i'm like you know what i'll give an extra because like you know everybody was hit hard with covid so why not mm-hmm. i'll give you a little bit extra money there to help you guys out because i come here regularly anyways right what a good samaritan you are i'm just saying Model man, citizen. You know, covid hit everybody so you know try and support them so because even though they are back open like they have to recover from all of the stuff that they lost over time i don't know what the what the, if they were getting any money from the government to small support businesses them. 
were able to get a grant of um, like twenty thousand if they applied for it. Yeah, but tw- twenty thousand is like maybe for someone that doesn't cover all the rent, right? Yeah. So it's gonna cost a lot of. It's, it probably costs them more than twenty thousand to keep their doors closed, essentially, <laughs> but just have to pay for the rent. Um, but yeah, so my opinion on that is just I always give tip unless like I've never been in a situation unless they were like active. Uh, blatantly like disrespectful towards me mm-hmm. then i've never had to make that choice Ooh. but i feel like i would make that choice not to but not only would i not tip mm-hmm. but i would literally i would end up on not six paid. buzz world star shade room mm-hmm. is world star even a thing yeah anymore? i think so i don't know like i'm not but part I, of that long story short i would cause a ruckus if mm-hmm. you want to call it that okay so th- then you can go in with your opinion so your my opinion was like you know what i'll pay tip no matter what maybe i won't give the Whatever they expect now. Now that remember when it used to be like fifteen percent was like the the general tip, but now it, it went up to like eighteen percent, and now places are asking like twenty percent for it. That's like one fifth, literally one fifth of your meal they're asking for you to pay on top of what you already paid. But you know that's something else. So, what's your opinion on tipping? I personally have never worked in the food industry. I've mm-hmm. never been a server, or a restaurant. Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah, but I have worked retail. Mm-hmm. essentially customer service i've yeah. done a customer service job before mm-hmm. and they always used to tell us like regardless of what you have going on in your personal life when you're servicing your customers mm-hmm. when you're providing service to them your personal life doesn't matter mm-hmm. you always have to give the best service like that's literally the the golden rule that customer's always right i don't like using that i don't i i don't generally believe that the customer is always right mm-hmm. but if your job is literally to be a like it's to be a server, mm-hmm. it's funny because sometimes when we go out, like you can tell when someone is quote unquote working for their tip, or mm-hmm. they could just naturally be a nice person. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't always believe in tipping, regardless of the service. Mm-hmm. I think for me, if I have exceptional service, I'll go above and beyond to be like, "Wow, you were amazing." Mm-hmm. Here's like extra, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. To tip them just because I feel sorry for them is a little... Would you feel like you're rewarding bad behavior or something? <laughs> no, but it's like when we were at that restaurant yeah. and they asked, why didn't you guys tip us? I, I wasn't rude. I just said, we weren't satisfied with your service. You yeah. guys took way too long to come to us. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you ignored us. And you know what? Like, I'm not trying to make this a race issue, but sometimes it really is. Like, mm-hmm. Imagine seeing a, a big... Well, yeah, I guess that I feel people. like maybe that might have been a p- big part of it. But I try, yeah. like, that's like the last resort for me when it comes to yeah, making... Yeah, no, 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 I know. I don't yeah. always make that assumption, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of times when you are in sushi spots, mm-hmm. the workers are, you know, Asian. Yeah. And we've had this conversation before in, in an earlier mm-hmm. um, episode about uh, how s- some Asian people view... Um, like black people mm-hmm. and the the racism issue there sorry yeah oh what's happening oh i <laughs> didn't even hear that i didn't even hear that honestly <laughs> um but yeah like race issues aside generally speaking if mm-hmm. your service is good i'll tip you the 10 the 15 uh, yeah. percent if your service is great then you know i'll tip you as, as i see fit like if i want to feel extra and i'm like mm-hmm. here's 20 bucks i don't know if i've ever tipped that much but do you feel like do you feel like it's disrespectful to a point like let's say the bill was like twenty dollars uh-huh. and he gave like a dollar tip <laughs> but sometimes what if i'm what if i was poor mm-hmm. and all i had was 21 dollars yeah. and my thing came up to like you know what i mean yeah like if i have it i'll give it if i don't have it then 
it shouldn't be an expectation. I know in our in our society here it mm-hmm. is, but like when I went to like Australia, for example. Well, over there is different, right? Because they pay them a living wage. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing that we were explaining there too, because when I noticed when I was yeah. there that I was like, oh my god, no one is like their service was actually good. Why mm-hmm. isn't anyone tipping? Yeah. And they explained like they already get paid really high. Yeah. What's the point? Like, did you feel like the service? took a hit because they didn't have to work for their tip or they didn't have to work for any tip at all because they were getting paid a living wage anyways um or were they like did you not even notice yeah no no the only time that i felt like wow this place is really crappy was Mm -hmm. when we were in we went to blue mountain in sydney Mm -hmm. it's like um it's kind of like if you were to go to uh like if you're going to banff when you're in alberta something like that so we went to, I think it was like a pizza, Nova pizza, some pizza spot. Yeah. And so we, you know how you normally have to wait to be seated? Yeah. This place you can just walk in and sit down and then the server comes to you. Yeah. So it was pretty empty. There was like maybe one family. Mm-hmm. So we came in, we sat down, it was four, five of us. Mm-hmm. And we sat there for like 20 minutes. Not a single person approached us. You didn't even talk to any? Did you see the wor- workers yeah, like we saw walking them. around? Yeah, we saw them. So, so another family came maybe mm-hmm. like. 10 minutes after us yeah they all got menus and they got their meals before we even got greeted really so we're like hello we're literally sitting right here yeah but nothing they didn't even look in our direction so then yeah remember i told you i'd cause a ruckus yeah yeah that's when that came out that side came out of me and i was like <laughs> let's flip over all the tables let's throw the chairs at the walls how, how did it really come out like what did you do so what actually happened was because <laughs> i know how it went in your mind <laughs> we like i think we might have like tipped the salt shaker or something <laughs> <laughs> and then we got up. you see like some ro- salt thing rolling on the table across. we were pissed though because we we got up <laughs> yeah and then we started like I wouldn't say we were like screaming. Yeah. We weren't the the stereotypical like mad black woman. Yeah. But we were definitely raising our voices like you guys are racist mm-hmm. because the other families were obviously. Wait, at any point in the first like five minutes when you guys sitting there, did anyone go up to a server and be like, hey, we've been waiting for five minutes. I they So when we walked in, they were serving the other table that was already there. Yeah. So they, they acknowledged us mm-hmm. and they were like, we'll be right there. And they never came back. Then they served the other table that came after yeah. us. So we're like, hello? We didn't even get a menu. Mm-hmm. And then they just like, they kind of just stuck like behind the counter in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I wish we yelled, you know? Because yeah. I feel like um, <laughs> it's actually interesting. I was watching this show where um, the character on the show is this white woman. Mm-hmm. And she she's a teacher who teaches like um, uh, like predominantly black kids, right? Mm-hmm. So they called her racist because she was basically doing culture, cultural appropriation for um, stepping. You know, when you do the step dance, she was trying to step relate dance? it. You know, the stepping like the. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. OK, OK, yeah. She was trying to um, relate Teach it to it? their material. Oh, relate it. OK. So yeah. she she did it. Yeah. And they were like, that's cultural appropriation. What? She's it trying is, to though. relate to the kids. Yeah, but they still like they were like, you should have had someone who actually knows how to do it mm-hmm. rather than you trying to like do it type of thing i don't know anyways but like that's not something you 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 shouldn't react to that negatively like she she tried something she maybe was not educated on exactly how she should have went by it Mm -hmm. but the first reaction should not be negative the first reaction should be like okay thank you for at least trying to be considerate and like try to relate to us in some way but this is how you should have done it and i feel like we're gonna get to the internet Mm -hmm. in general soon enough or maybe we can flow into that here continue from what you were uh, i mean i part of 
that is i think we just we've just been breeded to be a hypersensitive society yeah yeah that's why i think they got upset at her and called it cultural appropriation um but uh what i was going to say oh yeah so she she then was telling her black roommate like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is what happened at work yeah and so um to try to defend herself she said the famous line oh i'm not racist i don't see color Mm. and they're like well that's the problem Mm -hmm. you have to see color in order to acknowledge the fact that there is racism in our society yeah um and then she read this book it's called like white fragility or something like that mm-hmm. um but anyway the the point of all this who was read the book the teacher or the teacher oh, okay to like try to educate herself because yeah. she was like oh crap like and and the interesting so she thing, went about it the right way then no but at first when yeah. when um her black roommate said no you like you're kind she didn't directly say you're racist mm-hmm. but she kind of implied like it was cultural mm-hmm. appropriation so the white so she teacher got defensive, got defensive and mm-hmm. she started to defend her character she's mm-hmm. like i'm a good person and I have feelings too. Mm-hmm. After she read the book, she herself realized she was like, when white people are accused of being racist, they feel like it's an attack on their character. Mm-hmm. If you've seen all those like videos about Karens and stuff, mm-hmm. when you call someone racist, they get so offended yeah, and they, they like instantly feel like you've just, you know, insulted their whole character. Mm-hmm. And they always say, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I don't see like they're trying any way to like defend themselves. Yeah. But really, like, if you're being accused of racism, you know, maybe see it from that person's, the accuser's side. Exactly. And understand. And instead of jumping to the defense, be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. What mm-hmm. I just did was racist. And So I guess it's it works both ways. Like, as I mentioned, is that we shouldn't be quick to judge and condemn the person. And that person should be, shouldn't be quick to get defensive and get angry. So it's kind of a two-sided thing where, like, the the person who's doing it and the people mm-hmm. who are reacting to it mm-hmm. both have to be um, smart in how they react to the situation or what happened. But you know what though, because one of my friends that was with us on this mm-hmm. trip is actually from Australia, mm-hmm. and she did warn us like there, are this area, yeah, there are racist people. And that, here. isn't that the same city that happened with the bus station thing where the guy was like? That was in Sydney. This was like in the in the mountains area, so it was like even worse. Oh, okay. Um, so we we were like yelling at them. We're like, mm-hmm. "You guys are racist. You're this. You're that." And then I think we like we. What I was know the we, sourcing? They just kind of stood there in the kitchen, watched us with blank faces. Mm-hmm. What are they going to say? They're not going to mm-hmm. say anything. And then after that, I w- th- we left the restaurant and like, you know, sometimes like something happens to you mm-hmm. and the shock value like stops you from really processing it. But after we left the restaurant, mm-hmm. we we got angrier and mm-hmm. we we're like, yo, let's go back and like, just we're going to go you like had adrenaline running mess, through you at this point. Mess up the restaurant. Let's go do this. Let's go. And then I was like, you know what? Nah, it's <laughs> that not would not help the situation at all. We would have gotten arrested in Australia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, nah, but kind of kind of to jump off of that um another topic that i want to talk to we kind of like in our earlier episodes we or even one of our first or second episode we kind of touched on the topic of like cancel culture and just the general culture on the internet when it comes to calling out racism or calling out people who have done something that they seem deemed to be uh immoral on or the internet socially or unacceptable socially unacceptable and how the internet can be quick to react Mm -hmm. and how that culture is changing because when we first did it like we were still getting used to podcasting so we weren't really good at like expressing our thoughts really Mm. we're kind of getting used to it but now i feel like we kind of dive deeper into it and kind of uh break it down a little bit better yeah so like um there are a couple of things that kind of brought this up like recently 
um i know a lot of people may not be into like pop culture and everything but there's this uh rapper called the baby the baby the baby and the baby had the problems because <laughs> <laughs> he in the trouble no i guess that doesn't even work <laughs> but essentially so he made some comments while he was on stage at like a festival yeah, okay mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off i actually like literally the other day i was reading yeah. a post about it and i didn't think it was homophobic well that's what i'm getting to right mm-hmm. so like the comments he made they were slightly they were very uneducated the comments he made because he made comments about like how um um if you have h like he made like the most weird comments like if you have hiv or something like that wait put your hands in the air or something like that i'm gonna read you just so that like you guys listening have context um Mm -hmm. of what he was saying okay so he said okay he said this he said if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases, that'll make you die in two or three weeks. Then put your cell phone lighter up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking D in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighter up. Now, because he said that, the whole HIV, AIDS thing, um, I actually saw this from Demi Lovato, like, mm-hmm. uh, reposted it on Instagram. Yeah. Demi Lovato's really weird right now, by the way. <laughs> No, there's something else. Could I continue? Yeah, <laughs> topic for another day. I used to be a demi stan, but mm-hmm. you know, well, well, I'll share my, I'll yeah. save my feelings about her. For they another have day. been going. Sorry, through some things. they have been going through. <laughs> we, we really gonna do that? No, just go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, so his comment, that comment that I just read out to you guys, was uh, perceived negatively from the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. the rest of the alphabet community. Yeah um but like the the reaction was i think this this the reaction to this kind of was a turning point in cancel culture in general uh because you started to see the shift essentially so initially it was like the classic uh, all the other festivals were were canceling him from showing up the baby yeah the baby like didn't this just happen you know, it happened like a month and a half ago or something like that. Oh. But essentially, like everything, everyone was canceling. He was getting a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. But then, this used to not happen before. A lot of other celebrities and artists started coming out mm-hmm. and saying like, it, I think it was Miley Cyrus mainly who like said, um, okay, you, you guys, instead of reacting in this negative way and like trying to condemn this person and, and take them off the face of the planet, mm-hmm. why not talk to this person and educate them on what you deem to be wrong? and see how they react to it and hopefully they learn from it and then and then you can make your judgment from there mm-hmm. on whether or not you're gonna quote unquote cancel this person right mm-hmm. and and before in the early days of the cancel, cancel culture if you did even the slightest thing like if you said the slightest negative thing towards the lgbtq community or any community any any um minority group minority group mm. You would immediately be cut off. And Don't like, you remember, like all those white singers? Like a, a video would surface online where they were like singing along to a rap yeah, song, and they said the N word, exactly, and they get canceled. Justin yeah. Bieber, that happened to him, exactly. And and it, that also shows the whole how this cancel culture is so thin. Like it's it has no real weight to it. Ariana Grande got canceled for licking donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, sorry. I guess that really it, it is gross. Like, don't be licking donuts and then putting them back on the shelf. But yeah, like, that was kind of weird. Yeah, but that's like a weird thing to get canceled yeah. for. 
exactly and, and it shows you how like it's so fickle and like the internet has such a short attention span mm. and i feel like honestly it turned to just cancel culture in general just turned to people wanting to feel like they have some type of influence and power over other people that they usually are untouchable mm-hmm. or they would deem to be untouchable like celebrities or influencers because when you look at it for the reality of the situation the people who are replying on twitter and all this stuff and the people are, and the and the big there's only like maybe like 10 or 20 people in total but all these large uh media conglomerates are like pulling from those tweets quoting them putting on a page it makes it look official maybe the person will have like a blue tick or something and then immediately becomes like news and this also goes into the fact that like these news pages are desperate for stories yeah so they will look for the smallest thing to to try and and make a big headline out of it even though they know it could destroy someone's career Mm -hmm. if it can give them eyes on their page for one or two days they'll do it because they have at this point like morality is out the window uh integrity is out the window in general and they're just trying to get clicks essentially and and cancel culture unfortunately is, is like uh, uh, uh and never-ending flow I of, mean, of revenue for them i think that cancel culture really started at like the height of social media yeah um and do you remember what the first real case of like canceling was it's probably like some one of the disney kids no maybe no i think it was maybe r kelly no 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 it was way before r kelly well, was actually no, no 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 the first one was michael jackson i feel like michael jackson was <laughs> like the the major one but he was before social media people were making fun of him and like yeah but like when him. the internet became a big thing too then I guess yeah, yeah. Really, that was pre-internet. He it was. didn't really make a big splash. The Disney on the kids. As well. I'm pretty sure it had to have been the someone from Disney did something that yeah. wasn't wholesome. A lot, it was like you mentioned. It was a lot of like white kids saying the n-word, basically. Yeah, don't you that and like okay. I used to be like really like mm-hmm. deeply engulfed in yeah. pop culture as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> like now I like I barely <laughs> pay attention. I've only heard these stories like I'm talking about because mm. I'm listening to podcasts and stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, so like as a teenager, like I I could educate you on any <laughs> like if I tell you all the things I know now, we're gonna be like, what the hell? Like, but your knowledge is like so outdated now. It's so outdated that like, I'm embarrassed. You could, probably couldn't name like the top five creators or in- influencers right now in in the media. Like the people you mentioned that you're thinking right now are probably old news now. Yeah, they are old news, mm-hmm. but. But I'm saying, like at that time, yeah, that's when culture can uh, cancel, uh, culture? cancel culture was. It was pretty rampant, I mm-hmm. would say, but I, I don't disagree with where it started, the idea behind it. Because yeah, it it has essentially, good if you intentions. think about it, these celebrities mm-hmm. they are who they are because of their fans. Yeah. So imagine you have millions of fans mm-hmm. who now have a pl- a public voice because mm-hmm. they have Twitter, they have Instagram, whatever. Yep. Mostly, it was mostly Twitter though that canceled you because that's yeah. where it starts, right? People are typing on there. Exactly. Um, so you know you now before the celebrities like you only really saw them on tv on on the news Mm -hmm. now you have like you have direct access to them like yeah you know a lot of them literally send them a message yeah they may even reply exactly (laughs) yeah so um i think that you know having your fans hold you accountable kind of brings these celebrities a little a little bit back down to earth and, Mm -hmm. and brings 
or hopefully makes them a little bit more humble mm-hmm. or like bring some sort of humility towards them, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so I don't disagree with that, but mm-hmm. I think that as the years went by and social media became a strong powerhouse mm-hmm. where everyone and their mama had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is that you know how it is. There's always power in numbers. Yeah. So I think when, when people on social media realize Oh wait, we actually control the power. Mm-hmm. Like if we really wanted to, we could all stop supporting this person and they wouldn't mm-hmm. have a job tomorrow. Yeah. Like which is so true. You can end at someone's career like that yeah. like in a snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as people like as our society as a whole became more and more socially aware mm-hmm. and more social injustices were being uncovered mm-hmm. and then there people are educating themselves because knowledge is so easily accessible yeah. now well quote-unquote knowledge <laughs> conspiracy theories everything else yeah. is so easily accessible um you can get ca- canceled for literally anything at this point mm-hmm. so there's like thing a- and on top of all that it's like there's always going to be people who are trying to expose those on top right mm-hmm. so even if it's true that yeah, when you're younger and you're not as educated, you're gonna you're bound to do something that's like not correct, right? Mm-hmm. So those things were coming up online. Yeah. Do I personally agree with canceling someone for what they did ten years ago? Yeah, I would that's only what I to get into. I would only agree with that if they're still that person. Exactly, and that happened to Kevin Hart. Like, remember they they brought up tweets from like eight years ago. Those things, yeah. When they do that, it's almost so like many it, people have been canceled because of old tweets from like yeah. 2013. It's a, and and that was I think the most frustrating thing about cancel culture is that like people change and people yeah. grow. The yeah. person that you 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 shouldn't expect that person from mm-hmm. five six years ago mm-hmm. to be the same person today. They've learned since then, and also the times were different back then. Yeah, like there are certain words and things you can say. 10 years ago that you can't say now yeah yeah and but it but now because how uh, social media has been around for so long mm-hmm. those things are still up there right right so right. and you it's not you can't really pull up what something said someone said uh 10 years ago because it's in a different context mm-hmm. the context if you if you just take it out of context of course it sounds bad yeah but within context it's like okay those were the times right and people say oh but they should have known better it's like everyone <laughs> did you know better yeah did you, you did not know any better yeah. either yeah. everyone thought like this back then you know yeah. that's how t- if you go back to the 80s and 50s movies like they're they're literally men beating wives on like black and white tv shows and that was seen as normal mm. but nowadays that would be like extremely <laughs> intolerated in, yeah. on any platform anywhere yeah so you can't take things out of context like that the only reason those things aren't taken out of context is because you can clearly see that it's black and white mm-hmm. but the internet looks the same as it did 10 years ago as it did now maybe just yeah. the pages look a little bit more cleaner yeah but a text will look the same 10 years apart right so that's why i feel like it was so easily use it can be so easily uh weaponized towards these celebrities or anyone in general yeah and then like i was saying because you have power in numbers one twitter account can expose a celebrity Mm -hmm. from a tweet 10 years ago and then you were saying because these blogs or whatever the Mm -hmm. the celebrity pages are so thirsty for gossip for anything mm-hmm. they're just gonna i'm sure they have people that scout twitter and, and instagram for hashtags and they look for you know what i mean yeah one tweet can go viral and then that's it you're done mm-hmm. so and then and then the thing is is that cancel culture was so strong at one point where mm-hmm. like if you were canceled that's it your career is done mm-hmm. but now well no no that it would be it would be done for maybe a few months but then those people slowly start to come back. But the thing is, is that 
because norm this is the cycle of being canceled mm-hmm. something gets exposed whether it's something from years ago or you just did something recently yeah. it surfaced online and you get canceled mm-hmm. for it then you have to make a pr statement right mm-hmm. like your pr team scrambles you have to make some sort of statement saying yeah. that you're going to do better and educate yourself and whatever mm-hmm. so they make that statement mm-hmm. and then everyone's like oh yeah like that was a good statement you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then and then you kind of go MIA because you're allegedly working on yourself and then you come back with a new project mm-hmm. and you reinvent yourself, whether yeah. you're a singer or whatever, you know? Exactly. I think people caught on to those fake-ass apologies mm-hmm. cause, because I remember when... Um, remember when we had the podcast about the girl from The Bachelor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, so, was, that was the one where we were sort of, kind of touching onto cancel culture, but we never really expanded onto it. So I don't know if you've ever read her statement, mm-hmm. but I... I waited for her to make her statement because hers was like, I think 2018, she went to that antebellum party, yeah. whatever, the racist party. Yeah. Um, when she put out her statement, it mm-hmm. was something that she wrote. It wasn't a team. I mean, I like to assume that anyway, mm-hmm. but it was so well written. Like it was a long statement. Too. Yeah. She posted it on her page and it was very, very well written because she wasn't doing that typical thing of defending her character and Mm -hmm. saying that she's a good person she was like you know what i messed up like i realized that i like this is really wrong of me to do and i'm actively going to become an ally rather Mm -hmm. than you know someone who's just a silent Mm -hmm. like silent person um and obviously she oh by the way update for whoever doesn't follow along with the bachelor she ended up she's she's back with him now really yeah they're together yeah it makes sense because like yeah. that was literally i think he just did that to gain definitely. distance it was absolutely a pr so stunt he like he, her, yeah. yeah he definitely broke up with her for the show i think maybe he was hurt maybe not i don't yeah. know but he ultimately like wanted to be with her anyway so yeah, yeah. but then again it's like would you want to be with a guy who just while you're in your, your toughest moment he left you and then mm. came back when he thought oh everything's good. he like peeked in he's like everything good <laughs> i mean he probably was like with her secretly the whole oh, time okay yeah but if just that's the her, case like, then yeah he let her social like mm-hmm. he let her be crucified by social media but still i don't know i feel like you should stuck beside him you know was that thing stuck beside him was that a tiktok one? Oh, Which shoot one? i forget it you don't remember that tiktok no it's like stuck beside him. oh whatever it's all good <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i think you know, now people mm-hmm. are expecting these like they don't want no half ass statements. Mm-hmm. They want accountability, yeah. which is what the whole thing of cancel culture stemmed from mm-hmm. was holding people accountable. Yeah. But my question now is that like, so unfortunately, because of cancel culture, the Internet is so filtered that like mm. it, it's it's almost too filtered like people can't just say whatever they want like they, there's no longer room for there's no there's no longer any room for like just civil discourse like of course oh, you mean there's no such thing as freedom freedom of speech online it's not only as freedom of speech it's just like you can disagree and still not hate each other if that makes sense right like there are people who have opinions that are like super just out there and wrong uh but in the end they're still people and i feel like if you still see them as a person, you can maybe speak to them and speak to them in a way that's not condescending. Because I feel like the reason that a lot of the divide started happening, like I feel like cancel culture actually played a big part in that big divide that happened in the country when it came to like um, uh, the Trumpers versus everyone else, essentially. Mm-hmm. I feel like cancel culture had a big part of that because um, there are people who are anti-cancel anti, anti cancel culture, essentially. And... 
a lot of the people who happen to be anti-cancel culture happen to also fall in line with the Trump supporters. But I feel like if we weren't so quick to judge and so quick to condemn people and not choose to educate them and just kind of cast them away, then we wouldn't have had such a big divide and maybe that whole Trump era wouldn't even have even happened. I mean, Trump deserves to be canceled, though, but... Yeah, but I feel like it's because the internet tried to cancel him so hard that people kind of went against that because they felt like... But he's he's not going to become a better person. Like, he is who he is. No, I'm talking about the people who were following him, essentially. Not Trump himself. I mean, his even his followers are, like, highly uneducated. I don't think he's like open to uneducated. any civil discourse. Yeah. So, but the like, people who follow him yeah, were still... on uh, The ones who are at least on the fence were reachable. But because of the mm. quick, reaction, quick reactions of the people who think they're being, like uh justice social justice warriors i guess yeah i don't we haven't said that word in a long time but essentially that's what they were being because of their quick reactions and condemning these people they just went swung swung the opposite way but i felt like if there was some type of conversation there at least you might have been able to kind of convince them or make them see where where you're coming from and maybe see like make them change their opinion or at least fall into more of a middle ground instead of being a such an extreme but I think, I think a lot of people online like I I've never <laughs> have you ever been that type of person that gets into those like online arguments on Twitter or, or no on I've the never Instagram you know me comments. I've never been <laughs> I know but like I hate conversations sometimes, no. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. it depends on how bored I am if the do you have Twitter no I don't have Twitter oh, but okay. on Instagram comments people like they go in really yeah i've never looked into instagram comments like that oh sometimes i do mm-hmm. or even tiktok yeah if there's something controversial and i'm like mm-hmm. oh this looks like a good comment you've but commented has- on tiktok before no yeah i've only t- commented once and that was for gizma when she first started a tiktok yeah yeah i commented on hers too <laughs> you too right <laughs> like oh, i love this <laughs> exactly i was like you yeah, finally <laughs> literally i said finally <laughs> I <saw that laughs> yeah <comment. laughs> mm-hmm. but but there are people who live for this. Mm-hmm. They they love doing that. And that's, you know, that's your prerogative. Yeah, if you want to yeah. be a, a commenter, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But people have like full on debates. Mm-hmm. And and you know how you were saying like, oh, it's okay to have constructive. Like, it's okay to disagree. Yeah. But people online, mm-hmm. yo, they'll come for you yeah. over like a small little disagreement. Like You mm-hmm. could just be like, I don't like chicken nuggets. Yeah. And they'll tell you the friggin health facts of why consuming chicken is good for you and how you're stupid because mm-hmm. you don't like chicken. See, like, that's the th- also, yeah, the, the, the thing is people forget that at the end of the day, these are all opinions. Or le- well, when you're talking about what you're talking about specifically, a lot of these are opinions. Mm-hmm. So if you disagree, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It's just that that's their opinion and you have a different one. Yeah. Like, maybe there are certain things that aren't up to opinions and then you can have that dis- civil, that, that conversation. But in the end, if it's like, I like this. And then someone else goes, oh, ew, why would you like that? That's trash. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, it's an opinion, man. It's you know <laughs> what it is? You know what it is? And I realized this after I got Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. When you give everybody the opportunity to have a public voice mm-hmm. and they can speak up on something. Yeah. Um, I think when someone disagrees with your point, it almost becomes like an ego thing. Because mm-hmm. you're like, why are you disagreeing with me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not wrong. You must be wrong. Yeah. So even though it's a, an opinion and everyone is entitled to one, mm-hmm. you are more likely to have an enjoyable conversation with someone who agrees with you that says, yeah, 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 I like what you like instead mm-hmm. of saying, no, nah, I don't like what you like. And then it, it goes from not liking the same thing to like attacking each other's, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. Clubhouse was like that. Yeah. If you didn't agree with someone, mm-hmm 
you would go and they would go into like full fledged like debates and clubhouse is different because you're actually speaking like people hear your voice yeah. right yeah and then and then there's the other side of it where if you are a man speaking and a woman agrees with you then mm-hmm. the woman is automatically labeled as a quote-unquote pick me what and then if a man agrees with a woman yeah he is considered a simp come on now it's so weird so i'm like what if i just agree with the point yeah like it doesn't mean i'm a pick me you know what a pick me is right yeah like pick me girl i've heard those lines before yeah yeah for anyone who doesn't know what a pick me is it's like you're like hyper agreeable so you can be more um desired or it, like yeah, liked or exactly. whatever and a mm-hmm. simp for a simp is essentially the other way around this is a guy who will do anything to capture the attention of the opposite the girl or basically yeah yeah so weird like shower them with gifts that's like the typical thing right i mean i wouldn't mind a simp mm-hmm. hey you could probably find them somewhere online you got <laughs> you got Muslim match man you got jubbina <laughs> shout out to the jubbina app i saw if that you guys get us to a thousand uh, followers on instagram mm-hmm. i'm gonna make an amir mm-hmm. a dating app eh. profile and you guys can decide <laughs> whether it's Muslim match jubbina minder oh, oh i forgot about minder <laughs> what are the other ones uh, those are the only ones i know right oh, now okay mm-hmm. okay yeah well no okay so um <laughs> there was another so now with the internet um do you think that so so we're we're muslim and there there's opinions like in religion in general that of course don't fall in line with like the mainstream social uh what do you call it? like mainstream um social norms the show, social norms norms are uh, yeah i guess yeah, yeah so do you think at any point the instagram will start coming after the internet will start coming after like muslims or just religious people in general or do you think like people i guess you would have to actively do something i mean if you are someone who is quote-unquote religious or you you follow your religion closely mm-hmm. you would know that the rules of the religion are not up for argument yeah i think it's because like um uh especially with the way the internet is not the internet with the society is going right now where it's being a lot more i guess really no no no, because the the society is being more accepting Mm -hmm. so i feel like as long as you're not trying to impose your own beliefs on someone else uh then they really kind of leave you alone and i feel i feel like that's why a lot of like muslims and religious people have been able to kind of enter the social media realm with no real like pushback even though they're very different from the norm because we don't actively speak against everybody else who's part of that community. Uh, I'm going to have to beg to differ on that because... Unlike Christians. Like, I feel like Christians are a lot more like... Aggressive? Aggr- not aggressive, like in your face with like... <laughs> they're the ones that comment on like celebrities yeah, posting. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, Jesus loves you. Yeah, and you've like, seen that a lot yeah. recently, like, right? What are y'all doing? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I've been seeing that a lot more recently. I don't know. Maybe they have like some like social media push or it's like i don't know what they're doing right now <laughs> i don't know but i i mean i've noticed on tiktok more that mm-hmm. uh a lot of people just express their curiosity on islam mm-hmm. when because tiktok you know their videos and stuff right yeah. so for someone who's not muslim they mm-hmm. might see a muslim person on their for you page mm-hmm. and they're like oh you know that's interesting and they do their they start yeah. doing their own yeah, i've actually been a lot of converts off of TikTok. yeah I've yeah. Seen yeah and it's really cool to like see but I think that when it comes to like Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I wouldn't say that the Muslim influencers don't get hate. I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I'm do pretty they? sure that, yeah, I, I think they do. And they're also not like, we we also spoke on this topic before, but um, 
Muslim influencers are they're not they don't get the same opportunities as non-Muslim mm, influencers. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so what I that, mean? So maybe they haven't been fully accepted by the Yeah, cuz they're community. like the the art of becoming an influencer is mm-hmm. someone who is quote unquote relatable mm-hmm. or someone who is like you know you're uh, a common like you're someone who is like uh how do I put this? I guess cuz like in in social media they're looking for the person who can um uh, you have to have like, a marketable yeah exactly image. like you fall into the most categories with like the people who are on there if that makes yeah. sense like yeah you, you tick off a lot more boxes if you're racially ambiguous yeah mm. exactly exactly mm. yeah that's why i guess a lot more like i mentioned last time in another podcast where a lot more white people or white influencers mm-hmm. have first off they have a lot more followers mm-hmm. and they also get a lot more opportunities because mm-hmm. they uh, still a lot of the population is white and but mm-hmm. but because of the the shift in our society now mm-hmm. they're always going to look for that token minority yeah so and if you're have you noticed that like um because i uh, maybe this does stem from cancel culture as well but mm-hmm. like because remember how they had like uh, the oscar so white a few years ago where they they, they were saying like let's boycott the oscars because it's all white people mm-hmm. and the oscars like i think the next year or maybe even that same year went the complete opposite way where they were like showcasing black people mm-hmm. they may have like a black host they're they're really pushing like black people they gave like the number one movie to a, a black director i think it was for moonlight or something like that mm-hmm. um but i feel like now because the because the culture has been calling out all of this like um racism towards black people and minorities hollywood and just the social media in general has been making a huge shift Mm -hmm. in the other way the pendulum is almost in the complete opposite side to where it's almost like okay you can't go a little too far here man it's like we want representation but don't um they're trying to overcompensate yeah don't overcompensate where it just doesn't feel natural anymore Mm. if that makes sense and and maybe that's a controversial opinion i don't know because like it's good that you know get your money if you're minority right Mm -hmm. um uh but i feel like you can almost feel it you almost you can almost it's you you can see it on the screen like when they're kind of overcompensating for something and and it's funny like that's interesting that you say that because as a a black man yourself mm-hmm. like when something's in your people's favor that mm-hmm. you're calling it out still and 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 saying that it comes off as a little maybe like disingenuous yeah that's interesting yeah kind of. like like okay here's a here's an example so um recently they're like for superman they were gonna henry cavill was the original superman uh the actor for him and he's like they're like okay we're gonna we're done with henry cavill even though he wanted to do it more i think there's like some contract issue and they're looking for a new superman and then rumors came out that Michael B. Jordan was going <laughs> to be the new Superman. And Interesting. And um, there were a lot of like, of course, a lot of white people were saying, or just people in general were saying like, what? Like Superman's not black. He's white or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And they've been doing that a lot, right? Where they change the characters from... You've never seen Black Cinderella? Moesha? Yeah, exactly. Not but Moesha. Wow. Not <laughs> Brandy. Moesha. You're right. <laughs> no, that's what I know her from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of this show. <laughs> Oh yeah, she was she was black Cinderella right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but but like, okay. So the way that the white people reacted, they re- they reacted for the wrong reason. They reacted because he was black, and they were like trying to, uh, and 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 they were saying like 
Superman is white, he should stay white, that kind of thing. Like, my, my reaction to that is like, why not bring in there's DC, which is a universe that like Superman and Batman are all part of. Why not introduce or bring in a character that's already black from that, from that uh, universe Mm -hmm. and showcase him instead, because they already have a history of, of in, in the universe of being black. And they kind of, and there's already like a story that kind of centers around the fact that they are black. When, when you're changing the character of Superman from black to white is, it's literally, there's no there's nothing else he's already an alien right he's not he's technically not even white he, he looks white but he's an alien so he's not caucus caucasian or whatever so he's not from the caucus mountains but he's not a human huh he's no he's an alien How, you see a human who shoots lasers out of his eyes you don't really superman origin story no How he's from krypton and his parents sent to be his because krypton was about to explode what so the hell parents, is Kry- what's krypton krypton's the planet he's from He's not a human? No. Why does he look like one? Well, that's the thing. Like, he looks human because technically they are humanoid looking from his planet. But he, he, like, he has extra strength. He can shoot lasers out of, out of his eyes. He can breathe in space and in water and everything. Well, I just thought, like, he could do those things when he had the cape on. Because wasn't he Kent what? Clark during the day? You mean Clark Kent? Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. How little do you know about the Superman? I don't even know. I thought it was a classic character. I thought everybody knew about Superman. And I don't know anything. Because you know why? Like Spider Man, yeah. he's a human. He just got bitten by a spider and all of a sudden can there shoot go. webs. Sorry. No, okay, go go ahead. Yeah, but like uh But you see how like when he's a human, he's a human. Yeah. And then when he puts on that little spandex thing. No, he can t- he technically still ha- well, depending on which comic read, because sometimes in some su- in some Spider Man comics, I'm going real nerdy here. In some Spider Man comics the webs are not part of him, but in oh. the movie Spider Man, yeah. they made it a part of him, where like the sh- webs shoot out of his hand. Yeah. But classically, he makes a contraption that shoots out webs because he's supposed to also be a super, a super smart scientist. Oh. So he's able to develop the webbing to uh, um, be able to swing around. And his actual power was like having Spidey sense, being able to climb, ex super strength, that kind of stuff. And he got that because he got bitten by a spider. Exactly, yeah. See, that's what I thought. Like, I assumed when Superman put the cape and the spandex suit, mm-hmm. he had these abilities. No, nah, then anyone could just put it on. That's like Iron Man. Anyone can be technically, anyone, technically anyone can be uh, Iron Man if they just put on the suit, right? Oh, really? Yeah, because Iron Man doesn't have any powers. He's just super rich. So he's able to build himself the suits to be able to fly around and shoot lasers and all that stuff. Are Spider-Man, Superman, and Iron Man all yeah? All they're all the same? no, no. Oh. Superman is D- Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. All of them are part of DC, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man, Thor, and the Marvel Universe. They're all part of Marvel. Okay, I think I need to like. Yeah, you need to brush. Up. I need to show you the movies, man. Yeah, we're gonna watch every single one of those movies. <laughs> like for both? Uh, no, no. Forget about the DC ones. Those ones are trash. Mm. That's a controversial. I watched opinion Joker. Well. You watch jo- no that one's like it's not even technically p- that's the thing about DC right now. Okay, we're fully into this nerd thing right now. But <laughs> the thing about DC right now is they're they're really messing out because they tried to do the thing that Marvel was doing, where like you know Marvel all the movies are connected in a mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. and they all kind of merge into each other. Uh, but DC they tried to do that, but like they did it wrong where they did the like ensemble movie first and before giving them individual movies. So like all of them were in the same movie and then they went on there, did their individual things except for Sp- uh, Superman, which had its own movie first. Um, and then like, 
and then actors were quitting and like Batman didn't want to do it anymore and they're like switching around and like the Flash came in and his movie's not supposed to come out to like 2025 or something. So it's just all messed up with DC right now. So Joker think the Joker just think about it like it's like it's separate movie. Oh. Yeah. Um but let's get back on track here cuz yeah. there's a point you made there with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So this almost kind of relates to the same thing. So Spider-Man, you know, he's typically, you know, your white teenage boy from high school in in um Queens. But there's a second Spider-Man now who's actually a black Spider-Man called Miles Morales and he had and he's his story centers around like well it's not centered around it but his history, you know, he is black what his mom is Puerto Rican, his dad is black. He grew up in like the Bronx or something like that. And he gained powers, I think, in a similar way that Spider-Man did. But essentially, that's like, I feel that's like the right way to do it, where you bring in a character. Um, Wait, is he like Spider-Man 2.0? Or yeah, is he? essentially Spider-Man 2.0. That's his name? No, no, no. His, his, na- his name is, um, I think it's, he's still Spider-Man. But like he's, because I think uh, in, this, in the comics, like Spider-Man dies and then he kind of takes up the mantle afterwards uh at one point they are like sort of together but i don't want to get too much into that but that's kind of an example of how to do it right where you bring in a character who's already black and he has and he's has like the culture behind him they they showcase like his blackness properly and unlike what uh dc was trying to do where they take a character who's classically known as white and just literally change in black, but n- not change anything else. Of course, the movie hasn't come out, so I don't know if they've changed anything else. But if that's all they do, then it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't seem genuine. It's very disingenuous, at least in my opinion. And I, a lot of movies are doing that. Not only in the nerdverse, if that makes sense, but like in general in other movies as well. Uh, I don't know. Or unless, in entertainment, like unless Superman's power was literally being white, I don't think it matters that's the thing it doesn't matter and that's why the way those people um reacted was wrong where they were saying oh he shouldn't be he's white he shouldn't be black whatever it's like that's not the right argument you should be making here mm-hmm. at least the people the argument that black people should be making is that like so why don't you showcase a, a real black character who has like who who's goes through the things that black people go through and and showcase that instead instead of just changing a character from um like black panther yeah, like Black Panther, exactly. Black Panther, like he, they they showcase like African culture in his movie, right? Mm-hmm. And like, could you see a white guy playing back Black Panther? Like, how would you feel if they took Black Panther and just made him white, but didn't change anything else, just made him white? I mean, there are white Africans technically, but uh, but yeah. yeah, like it it, it just it would wouldn't make feel more right. Sense. It would feel disingenuous. It wouldn't feel at least to it me. would just make more sense if he was black because he's. Mm-hmm you know yeah because yeah exactly so that's what i just feel like was um kind of okay but like uh the, what was, about the wrong shift. um the new spider-man ones with that kid isn't zendaya doesn't she play mary jane she's black she's half what do you mean or is it because mary jane is a supporting character that it doesn't matter yeah she's a supporting character and also like um it, at least in the comics i didn't think like it wasn't it wasn't a part of her character right like being white yeah exactly like it didn't really play a part in it and you could technically make that argument like why did they change her to be black and and that could also be like uh an argument people make but like i don't think it makes as big of a difference like essentially what i'm trying to say is that because she's a supporting character it doesn't really play a big part in the overall story 
mm-hmm. that's going that they're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my thing here is that because the pendulum went the other way, they should be showcasing more like black stories instead of just changing people from white to black and keeping everything the same and not released and, and, and uh, not addressing the things that come with being black, if that makes sense. Okay, guys, uh, we had some technical difficulties there. We kind of lost so, power. So weird. Uh, midway through conversation. There, so I don't, I don't even know what I said last uh, or at least where i was um kind of like lost my train of thought there um we're just gonna have like an incomplete thought (laughs) yeah just have an incomplete thought but um how do we wrap this up let's let's try and wrap it up then this conversation we've been having do you still feel like cancel culture means as much as it once did no oh yeah that's a good way so i think that the way the internet is moving right now uh so everything is a pendulum to me right so uh it swung huge way to the left where almost anything you say can be taken the wrong way and Mm -hmm. you might be canceled for it Mm -hmm. and i feel like now it's moving the other way so eventually now it's kind of like shifting it's near the middle Mm -hmm. where you see that cancel culture is not really having as much of an influence or canceling something doesn't have as much of an influence it may even actually benefit the person to where uh, it's gonna s- eventually after it passes the middle, it's gonna go the other way where people just go crazy with whatever they say, and and like whatever I mean, say goes, whatever you say goes, or or maybe it just may stay in the middle. And now it's because maybe maybe the reason that everything was so kind of like uh, everyone everything was so sensitive at first is because the internet was new, mm-hmm. so people didn't know how to react properly. But now people are because they weren't ever exposed to everything all at once. Exactly. So yeah. So you know, maybe it'll stay more in the middle. Like anything, you'll kind of like the pendulum's kind of swinging towards the middle and kind of slowing down and mm-hmm. kind of like shifting towards it's just staying in the middle. Yeah. Um, because people now have they've been they've lived with the internet long enough to where they kind of know how to react properly now and are being a lot more. Um, and people are being a lot more reasonable now. You know, they're not, they're taking that five seconds to wait and see and maybe educate first and then react and then react depending on how that person reacts to them being called out or them being after they've been educated on the situation. And then you can go in on them, you know. I mean, I feel like people just love a good redemption story. Yeah. Look at Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Uh, I'm naming all the, yeah, maybe not Demi uh, Lovato. No, but I mean, okay, yeah, Demi, she keeps digging herself in a. Yeah, sorry, they keep digging themselves in a hole, you know. They do. So, but but Justin mm-hmm. was the thing is is that people loved him so much, and when he was like a teenager mm-hmm. still, um, even though he was like a shitty person, mm-hmm. um, and as he was doing all these things, and they were being exposed online, like the drugs and the alcohol, yeah. and just his his the bad attitude. Yeah, like his just the yeah. dumb stuff he was doing, mm-hmm. and then he like went MIA for a few years mm-hmm. and then um, he got married and then he became more religious in his yeah. in, in what he believed in and stuff. And then he, he came back and seems like a decent human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, he's, it looks like he's popular again. I don't know. But. Yeah. And actually one thing I should also just close off on there as well is like, there should be like an age limit to who you can cancel because like we forget that a lot of the people who are now very popular in, social media or just in media in in entertainment in general they're getting younger yeah Yeah. like they're starting out at like 15 16 now right that's how they were before 
yeah yeah but like i feel like there's a lot more now you know because like it's just so flooded the market is so flooded nick jonas was 15 but like like if 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 i if i was i wasn't like active on social media back then but if i was Mm -hmm. active on social media back then i would be canceled for half of the things i said or thought yeah i'm pretty sure if i still had twitter and i pulled up my tweets from 2009 exactly (laughs) there's a reason i never shared my opinions online because well now with the podcast and everything but yeah, but even now, mm-hmm. how many times have we like, you know, I'll pull away from the mic and be like, can we say this? <laughs> exactly. See, so we're still being like, we're still filtering ourselves. But because mm. uh, I think that's just more because we know people who close to us who might react to it. And it's like, it's less, it's more scary of someone, you know, close to you that might react to it than like someone on the other side of the planet. Right. But I also feel yeah. like we're just, we're self-aware to yeah. know what's right and wrong to say. Exactly. Yeah. We kind of matured out of that at this point. Yeah. Um but yeah i think it's 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 interesting like cancel culture in general i feel like it's making its way out now and um of course it will always be there in a way but i feel like the way that it uh manifests itself will be a lot more reasonable than it was originally okay i have one more question for you before i go i might actually turn into a whole conversation but Mm -hmm. do you feel like cancel culture is only for celebrities or does it happen for day-to-day life too like your people everyday people well i i think that's less cancel culture or like canceling like you just at that point you just stop being friends with that person like you can technically you've canceled people in your life that's true yeah so exactly so (laughs) if you've canceled people in life technically you were part of cancel culture but you you wouldn't say that it was part of cancel culture because you're just literally not being friends you didn't because can't the word cancel culture didn't even exist until like social media media, right so before it was just like no longer supporting that person no longer interacting with that person right Mm -hmm. but they just put a word on it no but like even like you know haven't you ever heard those stories of like those uh pastors who like Mm -hmm. assault people oh yeah they get canceled yeah i mean i hope they do yeah but like uh um that was just an example by the way that's just just like kicking someone out that's like Techni- it, it's is, canceled. it is it is canceled like, um, yeah 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 basically. yeah like he got canceled yeah yeah so that's kind of funny he participated in cancel yeah everyone's participate it's that's the thing it's just it sounds weird that we're calling it cancel culture but it's something all humans do right you just yeah. kind of cut someone off yeah uh True. but when you when you when you make it more individualized like i mean closer to home mm-hmm. and you still call it cancel culture it just feels weird it sounds weird but it it is what it, it is, is it is it is cancel culture yeah yeah so we've all been kind of doing it uh but this is just on a grander scale essentially mm. yeah mm. okay guys so um hopefully you uh could get something out of it i want to i want to know your opinions essentially because i think we gave a lot of our opinions here but you know we're only speaking to each other so we want to hear from you guys as well so of course hit us up in the dms at cousin connection podcast you can hit us individually as well. Should they hit us? You know, hit us in DM so we can both see it at the same time. Yeah. On Cousin Connection Podcast on Instagram. I mean, uh, if you want to hit us up individually too, you, our yeah. DMs are always open. Yeah. They've been a little dry lately. We miss y'all. So uh, exactly. you know, share your opinions. <laughs> Tell us what you think. If you want us to go on live, mm-hmm. we eventually want to... Side note, okay? This is just me just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually want to have like other guests. Yeah we still have to do part three of the relationship talk series uh, we never said how many parts we're gonna do okay yeah but like part three you know yeah the next part yeah 
um, which was the one where we would eventually focus on uh, the single people because we've yeah. done married couples already. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have lots coming in store. We are still working on the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was supposed to do it tonight, <laughs> but you know. Like <laughs> we will get to it. You know what? Maybe on our like 20th episode because mm-hmm. this is episode 18 now. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll just, we'll just pop up. we hold you to that. We go, we going to pop up. Mm-hmm. We got to, you know, hype everyone up first. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. You know We'll see. We'll work on it. I mean, I'll tell you. I'm ready. I'm Do you have closing? Oh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Cousin yeah. Connection Pod. Um, like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google mm-hmm. Podcasts. Any whatever. podcasting app that you use, basically. Also, look us up on YouTube, Cousin Connection Podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our channel. You'll be notified the moment we put out like an actual video yeah. of us on camera. Press the little bell thing. That way you'll get notifications when oh, we actually you're doing post. That. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever want to like actually listen to the episodes on youtube the the audios are there if you mm-hmm. guys want to listen to them there but we will eventually transition to video yeah as well. yeah so yeah and um you can follow me on at amir was taken on instagram you can follow sarah at ali sarah underscore underscore and yeah hopefully you guys like that and uh yeah bye, bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.